What's up, everybody, and welcome to the E2B2 podcast. I am Evan J. Thomas, and with me, as always, is... Brandon Thomas. And today, we are going to be talking about the movie we saw last night, 1917. And also, we're going to do our little quick preview of the Oscars tonight. So, Brandon... What's been going on with you the last week and a half or two weeks? Because last movie we saw was The Gentleman, which we both loved it. Both gave it a 4.5. We saw this epic movie last night. But in those last two weeks, what have you been up to? Uh, Nothing really. Just it's everyday stuff as school stuff. It's orchestra stuff. Just Just whatever happens in life just occurs to me. So nothing really much happens. So, yeah. He was up late last night, it seems like, because he uh, no, slept. Not, not <laughs> he, he's really tired this morning, it was, it was like and it's 10 o'clock this morning. So, yeah, he's a little out of it right now and crabby. <laughs> no, but no, you, know, you, were, you were crabby. No. Yeah, you were. Don't, don't, ar- don't argue with me. Don't argue with me on that. But, yes, you were a little tired. I ended up watching the Super Bowl this past week with the Chiefs and the uh, 49ers. I went up to a casino, watched it for a few hours with a couple friends of mine from work, had a blast, saw the Chiefs win, and won a Brian Urlacher football. (laughs) Yeah. And Brandon knows my disdain for Brian Urlacher, mainly because why? Because of the restore billboards on the high, uh, expressway highway. That's one of the main reasons. But I've met Brian Urlacher twice, and both times he was a complete jerk. So that's my main disdain for him. But, yeah, when you see the uh, pictures of him all over the place in Chicago, it's kind of crazy. But, yeah, we're, let's get into talking about this movie that we saw last night, 1917. So it came out last year, 2019, in December. It's up for 10 Oscar Award nominate nominations right now it's up for best picture best director um there's a whole bunch of other ones but i'm going to just give you a little quick description of what the movie is so during world war one two british soldiers lance corporal schoenfeld and lance corporal blake received seemingly seemingly impossible orders in a race against time they must cross over into enemy territory to deliver a message that could potentially save 1600 of their fellow comrades including blake's own brother so this movie it stars and i'm going to get into some of the people who are in the movie george mckay who was schoenfeld right yeah. Uh, Dean Charles Chapman, which was Blake. Richard Madden from Game of Thrones, who played uh, Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. He played uh, Blake's brother, Benedict Cumberbatch. Batch. Batch. Who is in it? He plays uh, McKinley. Was that his name? Colonel, what was? Yeah, Colonel McKinley. McKinley. I think. Uh, Colin Firth was in it. I mean, some of these guys just had a few little bit parts, but... I mean, from this movie, Showtime is two hours long, and like Brandon said yes, what did you tell me yesterday after we saw this movie? It felt like one hour, not two hours, uh, one hour and 30 minutes. I mean, it felt really quick, and the way it felt really quick is the way they shot it. They shot it in basically a seamless, seamless one camera shot the entire movie. And I did some researching into this. So one shot for an entire movie, it looks like there's no cuts. 
no cut because there's no second camera, no third camera, no up above shot, no below shot. It's one camera the entire time. So I looked into it and there was approximately 27 to 36 total cuts in the movie that were seamless and you could only kind of find maybe a few of them for sure. But then the other ones were like, wow. So the movie, Brandon, what did you think of the storyline, the action? What did you think about the movie as a whole? There was a lot of flowing. Like there was no, it didn't feel like jump. It didn't feel rushed. It felt like it had to go on its own pace to just like feel like an actual story. Because if if there was like random, like multiple storylines, obviously that wouldn't like, that would take focus off the main storyline. So then they basically had just had the one storyline for the whole movie, which the storyline was entertainable and was it was good. It had great. It had a lot of good things to it. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, seamless one shot, basically from beginning to end. And to me, the person who should win the Academy Award would be the cameraman because man, there was it seemed like there was no crew because I mean you do spin arounds and there would be nobody behind them. So where were all the people that were doing the on set stuff? Because it really couldn't have happened the way most normal movie sets would be. But yeah, you follow these two characters for basically the entire movie. Um, I'm gonna give a spoiler right here. So, you know, here comes some spoilers. If you want to listen from here on. Okay, so Schoenfeld and Blake are going through the trenches, running through um, fields, Mm -hmm. running through mud, coming up with bad guys. There was an epic part where they were witnessing two planes shooting down an enemy plane while they were at this... uh, what was it? It was like a abandoned little hill. little hill, and with a building and stuff like that. So they're watching this plane start to crash, and right before it crashed, it go <clears throat> it disappeared over the horizon line where the hill was. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the next scene you see is the plane come up right over towards them, and Schoenfeld and Blake are kind of like running away from the plane as it's coming at them. And then it totally crashes, goes up in flames, and unceremoniously, Blake tries to save the German guy that's in the plane that's on fire. Now, we all know in in uh, war movies, you don't save the bad guy because that usually fails and something usually happens to coincide with saving the bad guy. Like in Saving Private Ryan, he saved the bad guy who ended up killing him later. Basically, the same thing happened in this movie. Now, Brandon, when you saw this part, what did you think when he, when Schoenfeld was like, we just got to put him out of his misery, and Blake said, no, we need to save him, get some water. What did you think of that part right there? I think they... My, I was like questioning if the part, like the, I never thought he would, the German would actually try to kill um, Blake, be, just because like maybe he saved his life. But I realized that, um, and my dad said that it's kind of in their training just to like kill the other team no matter what. So I know, and and I know people want to be humane and stuff like that, but other people are trained to kill you. And if you try to save them, they're eventually going to still try to kill you. So you might as well get it over with, especially in war. That's just how it goes. I mean, we just know that in basically every war movie from now on. So make sure if you're ever in a war, kill the enemy. I mean, 
I don't know. It sounds so humane when I inhumane when I say that, but humane, humane. <laughs> not humane, but inhumane. Um, after that part, I mean, you had the plane crash, which was epic, and unfortunately, Blake ended up passing away right after he got stabbed by the German guy, mm-hmm. which was a pretty sad scene because you know they were showing pictures of his family and this and that, and Blake was like, you know, make sure you write my mom and tell her that I didn't, you know, I wasn't scared and stuff like that, and it was just a very emotional part well what did you think brandon when he passed away there um i was i kind of just like learned to not cry in theaters i kind of just like cry internally um i I mean i wouldn't cry of anyways but like it was still pretty very emotional and it was yeah basically that and then after that part um Schoenfeld ended up, there was another uh, brigade that came through of, you know, his people, but a different brigade, and they ended up taking him as far as they can go until they got stuck, you know, by uh, bridges that were out. So Schoenfeld had to go on his own and then came into a bunch of different scenarios with the enemy. Uh, He had a run, what did he he uh, came up to a sniper, mm-hmm. sniper who shot him, but not really bad. He didn't kill him, but he ended up killing the sniper, which was a really cool scene. Uh, he ended up jumping into a river after being chased by other Germans after another confrontation with one of them. He came up to a, a church. Was it a church where the girl was with the kid? Yeah. So he, Schoenfeld came up to a church with a kid and a girl, and you know it was just a very like emotional kind of you know human nature kind of scene because it was like well there's this little baby nobody knows who the mother was because the girl that was there wasn't her kid Mm -hmm. she didn't know the name of the kid and he gave them all their food right yeah so yeah I mean the, the guy gave them all their food and then went on his way he ended up um getting to the location he needed to go which was about a mile and that scene that he came up to where the trenches were basically all the guys were in the trenches ready to go and he's trying to find the the commander yeah that was just a very heart-wrenching moment because he's he's watching these guys about to die or go into a situation where they're about to die yeah and he knows he's the only one that could save them with this note he finally finds the commander. And you remember what the commander said when he first saw him? Uh, like, get away or something? <laughs> I, I have no idea. He said, it doesn't matter. He said, get the, get the fuck out of here. And, like, so many people were trying to stop him from giving, him, giving the commander the note. And it was kind of annoying because you knew this was something that had to stop the war or the scenario where the 1,600 men would possibly die. And if this note didn't get to the commander, and I mean, if Schoenfeld would have died before, these guys would have been dead anyway. So it's kind of crazy that this guy made it all the way through. He's being stopped by other people. And then, you know, this one guy is basically like, no, we're not going to stop it. But then he read the letter and halted it. Yeah. And right then, it was one of those scenarios. Well, actually, it was right before that where he got to the commander where he was running through the mines where where he was running like he went from the trench was running through the field and just that part where there was things blowing up around him he was running into people it was just an epic epic scene yeah yeah i agree so 
in an overall look at the movie, Brandon, what what do you think was your favorite? Did you have a favorite part of the movie? No, not really. I liked all the movies anyway, so. And just the seamless non-transition yeah. transitions that they did? Yeah. Where it was the one shot the entire time? Yeah. I mean, the storyline, there wasn't a lot, a lot of dialogue, but the dialogue that was there was very important to the entire scene. It wasn't meaningless stuff. I mean, there were stories, there was other stuff in there, but, I mean, it was basically the the... If I can recall, last night, the theater was virtually quiet the entire time. <laughs> virtually quiet, except for the guy that ate like a goat next to Brandon, who ate like... And then his phone goes off moments right after the... Before. you know, Right before the heart-wrenching scene, and I ended up having words with the guy later, but that's all right. Let, let's let it go. But, yeah, I mean, it was completely quiet in that place, and you can hear a pin drop at most of the, most times. I mean, I didn't even want to eat my candy because it was so loud when it was when the movie was going. Yeah. So, <clears throat> that movie last night, it, we're going to give we're going to rate it right now in our 0 to 5 ratings. And since it's up for best picture, Brandon, I'm going to let you go first. What do you think overall and for what reason are you going to give it this rating? Probably in between a 4.5 to a 5, so probably maybe at 5 probably. Yeah. And why is that? It's just the film um, cinematography, the acting, the uh, the story generally, it just it was all it just flowed together. It was pretty it was tr- seamless. It was just a lot of things, so so Brandon gives it between a 4.5 and a 5. It's got to be one or the other. Uh, five, four, uh, 5. Brandon gives it a 5. I myself am going to give this a 5 out of 5. Basically for the same exact reasons. The fact that it was a seamless transition. The storytelling was amazing. Um, it's, one, it's one of those movies that I... If I don't ever recall seeing a movie shot that way before and just just the um action-packed um the transitions that you couldn't really even tell were transitions and i mean just the story itself was like amazing sam mendez who's up for best director i actually think he should win best director for this movie um, incredible, incredible shot uh, based on true stories from his grandpa, apparently, and grandpa's friends that were in the war. So that's where the story came from um, for 1917. So Brent and I both give it five stars out of five. And tonight we have the Oscars. Yep. And out of the Oscars, the Oscars tonight on ABC, let's see, it's 5 p.m. Uh, was that Pacific time? 8 8- p.m. Eastern time, so 7 p.m. here. There are, let's see, nine movies up for Best Picture. You have Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, A Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Out of those nine movies, I've seen three, Brandon has seen two. Uh, I still haven't seen The Irishman, which I want to see, and also... Jojo Rabbit. Those are really the only ones I really want to see on this, depending on who wins. Parasite, I heard, is amazing as well, but it's just not really something I want to, I'm not, I'm interested in. Either do I. So maybe at some point we might watch that, but for the nine movies that are out there and for the two that we've seen, what do you think might win Best Picture tonight at the Oscars, Brandon? 
it could just be for me it's either joker or 1917 it's just both were like amazingly good both were very unique and different in what they were trying to tell and show it, it was a whole lot of things well, obviously, because you have seen the two movies, those are your two well, yeah. that are closest enough to it. I mean, if I saw, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Jojo Rabbit or whatever, yeah, it would probably change. So I've seen, like I said, three of the movies. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the summer by myself. Unfortunately, Brandon didn't come to me with that one. And then recently we saw Joker in 1917. I'm going to say 1917 is going to hands down win Best Best Picture Award. Uh, Sam Mendes, I think, is going to win Best Director just because of how that was uh, filmed mm-hmm. and it was produced. And not only that, but I also think Technical Directory is also going to go to 1917 just on the way it was shot. Uh, actor in a leading role. Really, we've only seen one in here that is worthy for me to even comment. And since Joaquin Phoenix actually has won the award for um, some of the other like Golden Globes and stuff like that, I'm going to say Joaquin Phoenix takes home the Golden or the uh, Academy Award for Best Actor. Yeah, for Joker. Yeah, I agree. So Brandon and I both agree, Joaquin Phoenix for Best Actor, Best actress in a supporting role i have no idea because i haven't seen any of them but i've heard scarlett johansson is basically most likely going to win actor in a supporting role i'm kind of shocked that tom hanks won't win this but joe pesci's up there i mean this is a hands down who's who in a supporting actor role tom hanks for a beautiful day in the neighborhood which we still haven't seen yet yeah uh anthony hopkins for the two popes al pacino for the irishman joe pesci for the irishman and brad pitt for once upon a time in hollywood brad pitt was incredible and will win uh unfortunately i don't think like you said i didn't see the other ones but that's my pick is brad pitt he apparently is the odds on favorite to win that uh let's see actress in a supporting role kathy bates laura dern scarlett johansson florence Pugh, and margot robbie i'm just gonna pick margot robbie because she's hot (laughs) (laughs) man i got this stupid cough so margot robbie i'm gonna pick that but she's not gonna win but it's just nice to say so uh feature film there was uh what is it dragon Uh, how do uh what was it oh um I can't read that from this how, far. How, how to train, train your, your dragon. dragon. The Hidden World. Okay. The Hidden I World. I Lost My Body, Claws, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. We haven't... Did you I see? S- i seen Toy Story 4. I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon yet. i seen the other two. Uh, Claws, nope. Lost My Body, nope. And Missing Link. I heard of it, but never never, never seen it. So for animated feature film, Brandon, what do you think is going to take that one? Probably Toy Story 4 or How to Train Your Dragon. We'll pick one. I'm going to say Toy Story 4 because I recognize it more. I mean, I've seen How to Train Your Dragon, I just haven't seen that third one so far. So, And I'm looking at the cinematography um, category right now. Irishman, Joker, Lighthouse, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917. Joker, for as great a cinematography it was, I mean, it was amazing. 1917 just... It's yeah, going to take that. Listen, yeah. Costume design. You have the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Eh, that one really doesn't do much for me. I don't know which one it would be. I'm just going to go with Joker. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, directing. Scorsese, Irishman, Todd Phillips, Joker, Sam Mendes, 1917, Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. For directing... I'm going to go Joker in directing. 
Oh no! Wait, what did I say earlier? I said Sam Mendes. Yeah. So I have to stick with Sam Mendes on directing. Yeah, probably. Ni- yeah, nineteen seventeen. Sam Mendes was pretty well done. And that's probably going to be it for what we think is going to be on the Oscars. I mean, there's documentary for a short subject, documentary film, da 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 da, film editing. I mean, film editing. Ford versus Ferrari, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Parasite. We only saw one. Joker. <laughs> so, I mean, Joker. If we saw Jojo Rabbit, maybe it could have been different. Apparently, Jojo Rabbit was really good, too, which... Uh, musical, movie, Joker, 1917, Little Women, Marriage Story, Star Wars, Rise of the Skywalker. Star Wars got to be on there all the time. It's always up there for music, but in terms of music, man. Yeah, all three I've seen was pretty... very. Whew. It had lots of good music great music so I can't really say it's crazy and then let's see music that's basically it product design yeah should be a fun time watching the Oscars tonight I'm only going to really watch it for about three or four categories other than that that is about it so Brandon what do you got coming up this week anything fun anything good Uh, any uh, projects any stories any dates any events yes the 9th when's when's uh, February 14th Oh yeah, we got Valentine's Day coming up Friday. Um, probably might confess to my crush. I have no idea. Hopefully. Do it. I I will. I will, but I'm not sure how in what way I will. That's my like. Am I gonna just go up to her and give her a letter? And uh, because there's only like two times I ever get to see her and throughout the entire day, which is rarely in the hallways and during lunch. So. So are you able to give stuff at school now without getting in trouble and yeah. being like a creeper or pervert yeah, or anything like that? We had a weird, it was in middle school, it was like a weird thing. It was just like middle school was just that. And it's not like elementary school where in fifth grade, fourth grade, I remember when it was Valentine's Day, everyone who had stuff had to give everything to someone else. Correct. Like they'd pass it out like no one would feel excluded. But then in middle school, it was like you could do it, but it's... I, wasn't that prominent probably in high school now high school I'm gonna assume it's probably it's like better than middle school I have I assume. so do you have I wanna hear from those listeners do you have any ideas on what Brandon should do yeah but to tell like, his crush it's gonna no but it's gonna be like way farther out like it's gonna be two weeks from now we that's okay but what what idea can you have ladies and gentlemen give Brandon some hints here on what he could do to make it known to his crush that he has a crush on her. Mm-hmm. Even if it's before Valentine's Day or even right after, we'd like to hear your feedback. So go to our Facebook page, which now we have a brand new Facebook page, the E2B2 Podcast. Go to that page, like it. We have over 100 likes so far in a week. So definitely check that out. You can uh, put comments there, especially on the show. You can share the shows that we have up there as well. And in the future, I actually think Brandon and I are going to... We have t-shirts available too. Yeah. So for only us right now, but I'm going to start putting them up for sale. Yes, I will. But we're going to take the little pictures of us off of it. Yeah, just... We're just going to do an E2B2 podcast logo. Yeah. yeah without our faces. That's better because, because I Brandon is a year chubby, older and his chubby. face is a little chubbier. Yeah. So he doesn't really like the picture that's up there currently. But yeah, it's going to be fun. So, but what we want to do is we want to give an option to people. If you buy a t shirt and you live in the Chicagoland area, you could win two tickets to see a movie with Brandon and I. What do you think? Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> 
Perhaps. Perhaps. Well, that's my idea. And you know what? You can go suck a monkey if you want. Don't, don't think it's funny. So, <laughs> you can suck a monkey, okay? Suck a monkey. So, yeah, we're going to be doing little giveaways and, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever said suck a monkey before to you. You're a goat sack. So, anyway, I'm a goat sack, okay? That's my son, everybody. So that's going to be it for Brandon and I today. And until next week or next episode where we need to find another movie to see, right? Yeah, it's Jojo Rabbit probably or Maybe Irishman. Irishman. Yeah. I actually think let's see The Irishman. And obviously since that's on Netflix, that'll be from the house. But we're looking for sponsors as well. So if you're interested in sponsoring our podcast, please email me at badassproductions at att.net or you can message us off the Facebook page as well. We'd like to, you know have some sponsors so we can kind of keep this going it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. what do you think mm-hmm. even though i have to wake him up early to get moving but it's been fun <laughs> so thank you guys for everybody once again and until next time rock on bye